0: emerald city of oz bad news dorothy's party arrived to visit the tin woodman he received them with grace and cordiality yet dorothy decided that something must be worrying her old friend because he was not acting like his normal self. At first, she didn't want to say anything. Uncle Henry and Aunt Em were full of admiration for the beautiful castle and its polished tin owner, so she forgot about her suspicion that something was wrong for a little while. Where is the scarecrow, she asked, when they all gathered in the comfortable living room of the castle? Well, our old friend just moved into his new mansion, explained the tin woodman, It took a long time to build, although he has a lot of help from many people from all parts of the country who have been busily working upon it. The Scarecrow just moved into his new home just two days ago. I hadn't heard that he wanted a home of his own, said Dorothy. Why doesn't he live with Ozma in the Emerald City? He used to, and I thought he was happy there. It seems, said the Tin Woodman, that our dear Scarecrow cannot be happy with city life however beautiful the surroundings are. He's used to being a farmer, and he loves the outdoors. I remember, said Dorothy, nodding. I found him in the fields, and I helped him down off his pole. So now, after living a long time in the Emerald City, he wanted to live the farm life again, continued the Tin Man. He feels that he cannot be happy without being outside. Ozma gave him some land, and everyone helped build his mansion and now he has settled there for good. Who designed his house? Asked the shaggy man. I believe it was Jack Pumpkinhead who was also a farmer. They were now invited to enter the living room where lunch was served. Everyone found, to their satisfaction, that Dorothy's prediction was true. The Tinwood men had no appetite of his own, but he respected the hunger of the weary travelers and fed them well. They spent the afternoon wandering through the beautiful gardens and grounds of the palace. The walks were all paved with sheets of tin, brightly polished, and there were tin fountains and tin statues here and there among the trees. The flowers were mostly natural flowers and grew in the regular way, but their host showed them one flower bed, which was his special pride. "'You see, all common flowers fade and die in time,' he explained. And there are seasons when the pretty blooms are scarce. I decided to make one tin flower bed of all tin flowers, and my workmen have created them with rare skill. Here you see tin roses, tin marigolds, tin carnations, and tin poppies growing as naturally as if they were real. Indeed, they were a pretty sight and glistened under the sunlight like spun silver. Isn't this tin hollyhock going to seed? asked the wizard. Bending over the flowers? Why, I believe it is, exclaimed the Tin Woodman, as if surprised. I hadn't noticed that before. Thank you. I will plant tin seeds and raise another bed of tin hollyhocks. In another corner of the gardens, Nick Chopper had built a fish pond in which many tin fishes were swimming around. Would they bite on hooks? Aunt Em curiously? The Tin Woodman seemed hurt at this question. I think they probably would, but these are special fish. I don't suppose I would allow anyone to catch them that way. They are best observed and left alone. I do know of a good place to fish in the forest, though. If anyone wants, I would happily show them the creek I left a fish in. In this place, no one would hurt a fly, explained the wizard. If a fly landed on the Tin Man, he wouldn't even brush it off. Interesting, thought Annem. Well, said Annem. The flies in Kansas where I come from don't understand anything but a swat. You have to smash them or they will drive you crazy. It's the same with mosquitoes. Are there mosquitoes in Oz? We have some very large mosquitoes here, and they sing as beautifully as songbirds, replied the Tin Woodman. They never bite or annoy anyone. Very interesting, said Aunt Em. I have always thought there is not one good thing a mosquito can do. They only spread sickness where I come from. I guess if they learned to sing like birds, they would be accepted more. That evening after dinner, they were entertained by the Emperor's Tin music band, who played several nice songs. Also the wizard did a few card tricks to amuse everyone. Soon, everyone was tired and they all retired to their cozy bedrooms and slept soundly until morning. Dorothy was up bright and early that morning. And after breakfast, Dorothy said to the tin woodman, If you will tell us the way, we want to visit the scarecrow on our way home. I will go with you and show you the way, replied the tin man. I need to travel to the Emerald City. He looked so anxious as he said this that Dorothy had to ask, Is there something wrong? You seem worried or preoccupied. He shook his tin head. Not yet, he said, but I'm afraid I have some very bad news. "'Oh, what is it?' cried Dorothy. "'Do you remember the Elf King?' asked the Tin Woodman. "'I remember him very well,' she replied. "'The Elf King has a bad heart,' said the Tin Man sadly, "'and he has been holding wicked thoughts of revenge. "'He is still angry we defeated him and liberated his slaves and took his magic belt. "'Now he has ordered the elves to dig a long tunnel under the deadly desert all the way to Oz.' He plans to march his armies right into the Emerald City. When he arrives, he plans to destroy our beautiful country. Dorothy was very surprised to hear this. How did Ozma find out about the tunnel, she asked. She saw it in her magic picture. Of course, said Dorothy. I should have known that. What is she going to do? I'm not sure, was the only reply. Bah, cried the Yellow Hen. We're not afraid of elves. We have the most powerful magic in all the land. Why, that's true enough, exclaimed Dorothy. Our wizards have the best magic in the land. She winked at the wizard. But you do not understand all of the dreadful plot, continued the woodman. The elf king is clever, and he knows his elves would not match our magic. He has bargained with many terrible creatures to help him. These evil spirits are not afraid, and they are powerful. The Elf King will send them through the tunnel first, to conquer and destroy, and then the elves will follow to get their share of the plunder and slaves. They were all startled to hear this. Is the tunnel complete already? asked Dorothy. Ozma sent word yesterday that the tunnel was complete except for a thin crust of earth at the very end. When our enemies break through, they will be in the gardens of the royal palace, in the heart of the Emerald City. I offered to ready our armies to march to Ozma's assistance, but she said no. I wonder why, asked Dorothy. She answered that all of the inhabitants of Oz gathered together were not powerful enough to fight and overcome the evil forces of the Elf King. Therefore, she refuses to fight at all. But they will capture and enslave us, and plunder and ruin our lovely land, exclaimed the wizard, greatly disturbed by this statement. I fear they will, said the Tin Woodman with sadness. And I also fear that those who are not fairies, such as the Wizard and Dorothy, and her uncle and aunt, as well as Toto and Bellina, will be speedily put to death by the conquerors. What can be done? asked Dorothy, shuddering at the prospect of the awful fate. Nothing can be done, gloomily replied the Tin Woodman. But since Ozma refuses my army, I will go myself to the Emerald City. The least I can do is die beside my beloved ruler.